Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, guys? My name is Evan Duvall. This is Easy Does It. Thank you for joining us. All right. What's up, man? How we what's doing? What's up, brother? I'm sitting here with uh, Shay Bolin, and uh, we're out here on the Venice Boardwalk, posted up in some lawn chairs, and coming at you live. Live Easy from Santa it. Monica. That's right, man. It doesn't get better than this. No, it's it's so beautiful out here, and and uh we're on the same pace out here we're on that west coast vibe and and uh it's cool man because you know we've uh we've been trying to meet up for you know a couple of years and just acknowledging like what each other were doing in the austin area and and uh it's cool that we're we're finally sitting here and and uh cross paths with you a handful of times but never had an opportunity to do just this and i think it was for that reason where you know i would I'd see you out at a, you know, in a van or in public or something. And I was like, you know what? I'm not, I'm not quite ready to dive in with Shay until we really have the time and space. Cause I know that there's such depth and, and, uh, you know, richness to your journey and all of its evolutions. And, uh, I'm excited to hear more about what's on the horizon, mm-hmm. you know? And, and, uh, you know, as we came together today and met up, we spoke about, you know how much of a privilege it is to to be out here on a new wave and and uh looking forward to the future and in all of our endeavors so i'd love to to hear more about kind of where you're at currently and and what's on your present mind and and uh as we move into the unknown yeah well first off thanks for having me here i'm honored to be here with you and but more so uh, honored and excited to just continue our friendship together For and sure. see where it leads. And I know that we've got a lot of stuff in common and maybe it wasn't quite our time to connect in person uh, back then, but here we are now. Yeah, you know? what, is, uh, what is the right time? You <laughs> know? And, and we're here now in lawn chairs on the beach. So yep, I, I'd exactly. consider this the perfect time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, a little bit about me. Uh, yeah, I've been in Los Angeles for about a year now little over a year and uh, previous to that I was in Austin Texas for about nine years I I really started a new chapter in Austin Texas when I moved there in 2012 started on a chapter of sobriety and uh, fitness as a priority my my spiritual growth my healing as a priority building community was a priority in Austin and and I just achieved so much and you know, I can go into so many different stories and experiences and lessons learned and in that chapter of Austin. But yeah, man, we're in a new chapter here in Los Angeles. And at first, when I first got here, 
Well, first, let me share. So our listeners that love brought me out here. Yeah. Uh, I met my girlfriend and uh, it was on after that. And I, I decided, you know what, I'm going to take this leap out here to Los Angeles. So that was the, the big motivator. And uh, I was kind of kicking and screaming a bit along the way. Yeah. Um, and once I got here, just traffic felt intense. I missed my friends. I uh, felt kind of disconnected from that that powerful man that I once knew mm-hmm. that I was. And and uh, yeah, I went through some really challenging moments this past year. Um, and if I had to really sum it up about what happened, it was an ego death. Mm-hmm. I had a, had a really intense ego death, similar to one that I had back in 2012 when I hit rock bottom with heroin addiction and and so yeah fast forward to now man I worked through some of that that uh, resistance into this new chapter I've started kind of flowing a bit more with the Southern California lifestyle uh, tapping into some more uh, some more play in my life uh, slowing down the hustle a little bit I'm not doing the personal branding thing as much and uh, yeah full-time personal trainer right now madly in love with my girlfriend been working out like a madman and count my blessings as much as I can awesome man and and uh, yeah just acknowledging all those various steps in that you know and and uh, I'm in the same place you know I think when we when we first you know started talking today it was about you know just constantly being in recognition of of what we need and being careful about how our own story is really defining who we are and you know just wanting to surprise ourselves in a in a you know variety of ways um but yeah man i mean from doing the coaching and the health and the fitness thing and the branding thing especially in a place like austin like the first thing that i saw um and the the way you were doing it and and the way you were expressing yourself was like real authenticity you know and and um that's not as easy as as people think you know it's like it may seem easy to make a life out of just being yourself but it's tough to actually continue to to be proud of or grasp like really what your mission is as you use and articulate more and more words to define the way you're showing up all with the best intentions Mm -hmm. right like just the purest intentions of service and being there for others and and inspiring others and but all the while having to do and and all those things for yourself Mm -hmm. as well and um, I think that's you know what we were talking about was how that becomes kind of um, an expectation of yourself and from others which which is a good line to walk you know as uh, a coach or an individual like I, I know I'm often much better of an individual when I have eyes on me as a as a coach I like to walk the walk I like to talk the talk and all those things but I think um, what you know what we were talking about was kind of how that begins to precede you in some ways especially with people that really don't know you in your essence they almost expect you to walk in and be this thing you know this cookie cutter version of yourself before you even shake their hand and it's like i i i think that's the the number one thing that I try to do for others and I mean the reason that I enjoy this endeavor with the podcast is like yeah I've got a I've got a premeditated idea of who someone is or why I'm interested in in um, engaging with them when I originally reach out but then you have to put that aside and give people the floor you know and really sit and really listen and 
and ask the right questions and be there to learn, you know, and I think um, new environments, new cities um, can do that in such a special way, um, you know, and that's the reason that I'm really out here is because I realized that, you know, Austin was my home city and I knew what's there. I know, I know how the city feels and how to interact in it and it was good but I knew that if I remove myself from those environments and continued to challenge myself around um, you know different communities and cultures and, and individuals that have acquired a series of perspectives that there's there's so much to learn in this world by just plucking yourself right out and diving in so yeah it's it's really the path of a warrior I would like to yeah, imagine it, it requires a lot of courage it requires a, a level of devotion to one's growth mm -hmm. and um, a certain level of surrender too of kind of yeah. like I this doesn't make sense with my current level of knowledge or how I view the world and I'm gonna choose to intentionally shake it all up because uh, one, I think it makes me feel alive, and two, I think that there's a spiritual component that I'm being guided towards this. Mm -hmm. That there's, it feels very mysterious where I'm being led to, but there's also a, some sort of north star that I feel, um, and that's an avenue that we can talk more about about how to really refine that and, and get it super dialed in and um, where it's working in my favor. In a yeah, lot of ways. well, you know, it's funny because I was writing about this today, and and um, I'm in a really deep creative flow right now and like I mean it's it's um, it's wild uh, to experience how painful and uncomfortable facing yourself especially if you're expressing it creatively can be you know like I'm finding tension in various parts of my bodies that I'm just not used to but I know that like I'm in a good flow and it's just so interesting and like you said to, to have that warrior type presence and attunement to the truth whether you're comfortable with it or not and I think that's what's so hard about shaking it up shaking it up is that you're going to be really uncomfortable mm -hmm. but by getting a grip and finding ground and centering yourself in that then that's what starts to empower you on this journey where you say like okay it doesn't matter how I, how I shake things up or what chances I take I got me and I'll continue to find people through doing that that are one and the same. They're cut yeah. from the same cloth, and that's yeah. where we start to level up. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I was I was writing about um, what was it today? What what was the last point you brought up? I kind of got it lost off there. Yeah, but. Uh, just about the the spiritual aspect. To, oh yeah, to growth and pain and right. Know. Yeah, that's where I was going with that. Was um, yeah, I think as we're as we're trying to find what guides us right I think especially in spirituality there can be a lot of ego in trying to define what this journey is in a spiritual sense right I think a true spiritual journey is one that is almost left undefined but by us trying to put words to it we're looking to define it in a way that makes us feel more comfortable and it's you know it's um it's interesting because we're doing that now, but it, it does help us find some direction. Yeah. Um, so I was writing about today, just finding, you know, various values and defining your boundaries that really help you navigate that interaction without having to be so sure about your setting 
and who you're with and what it is you're doing and these labels that mm-hmm. define us or the pursuits you know themselves it's more about how you feel and um, being able to navigate this life where you know you're staying true to what it is that you value so they become this kind of um, guide in a way where it's not so direct and yeah. I am this I am that right. I am doing this you right. know right so I'm learning a lot about and this all kind of tie in what I'd like to share is with the nervous system especially mm-hmm. and emotions and just how energy plays out in the body throughout my various life experiences mm-hmm. you know so looking at a very micro level at my day-to-day life you know one breath at a time mm-hmm. one trigger at a time one reaction at a time and starting to really play the energy game at a higher level than I've ever played it before and there's a spiritual texture to all of this too yeah I think that there's you know when I'm really open to playing the game of life means I'm open to feeling all of the emotions that come up and and there's a level of kind of um, like a bird's eye view on what my human experience is and that little bit of space that I give myself uh, on good days that I'm feeling most dialed in as a man and my awareness is strong is I'm able to just have a strong capacity for a lot of energy a lot of emotion in my body mm-hmm. and so whether it's traffic or my girlfriend and her family or my family causing me kind of those inner tensions Mm -hmm. man i just feel a lot more resilient these days where it doesn't feel repressed it feels very alive in me and then the second part of it is more of that that spiritual component where i seem to get more of a lesson from it quicker like Mm -hmm. the lesson the turnaround time is is quicker the lesson feels more direct so I'm learning to listen more. Yeah. yeah, the spiritual path lately has been about listening for me. I think that's everything because in a, in a spiritual sense, the, the experience is less about I and more about we or the collective and energy and, and identifying less with yourself in situations um, and you know not identifying so strongly with this whole experience that's happening. You know, I think there's two sides of things. It's where you can either start to numb yourself and kind of shut down when you're overwhelmed by the vastness of this experience, or you can just get overwhelmed by acknowledging it all. But I think the the resiliency that you mentioned comes through by being able to observe and not be attached to, right? The, the ability to let things flow through you, to acknowledge them, and that acknowledgement of, and I, I think it's really in a sense of having a strong identity of being able to acknowledge that something is present, but not take it to heart or get caught up in it with your own identity, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And it, it's it's cool how like almost all of my work today is pertaining straight to this conversation. Yeah. I know I'm in the right place. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, go ahead. Just to take it a step further, I think what happens next is not only to... Uh, have a sharper level of awareness mm-hmm. and not only to have more of a less of an attachment to what comes up mm-hmm. but the next part is to have compassion for what comes up like like more like to literally love whatever comes up yeah. and to to have I mean that's what I do with a lot of my client all of my clients is how to just take the discourse we have with ourselves mm-hmm. in our inner worlds and make it just much more loving and, yeah. and just fun to kind of 
participate in. Yeah. Uh, I know fun is a strong word and that feels very challenging for us to have fun when we're triggered or having yeah. high amounts of emotionality. Yeah. Um, but that's kind of the, the work I've found. That's the trajectory mm-hmm. of me of how to just approach my my relationship to myself with a bit more ease and patience and love. Yeah, I think that's the, the beauty of meditation or mindfulness as a practice is the ability to observe without completely identifying with, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's so much on a subconscious level that can influence us. And if we're, if we're not observing that or aware of it, then it, it will start to steer you in one direction or another. Um, but by being able to, you know, just acknowledge and, and keep your heart open, I think that's something that has been prevalent a lot more in my life as I mature now and a lot recently on the road without so much to to grab onto that makes me feel comfortable or whatever it is Mm -hmm. friends or my community or just places I enjoy going you know it's like I'm looking for that a lot of the times now so I'm having to count on myself more Um, but also in in new relationships and dynamics and people um, that you're navigating where shit hard shit gets brought up through relationships you know and you have these moments where you go oh I didn't know I was doing that right Mm -hmm. and then I I will immediately feel my heart open a little more and I may like it I may not you know Mm -hmm. but by acknowledging that I'm doing something and how it's affecting others or you know opening or closing doors that awareness is what will take us the distance and whatever it is that you're Mm -hmm. trying to do here Mm -hmm. I think just by you know focusing on that, trying to um, understand you know what your val- what your values are, what your boundaries are, and then knowing that that's going to be continuously fluid and changing and evolving in a variety of ways. I think there's so much rigidity in society today, especially here in the West, because people. It's, it's very protective. It's a protective mechanism that says, I am this, so that other people think that I'm strong right. or successful, right. or whatever it is. And once you cross over that divide, you realize that there's a whole other plane of existence mm-hmm. where, like, I know that the strongest people that I rub elbows with are the ones constantly going, fuck it. Like, I'm going to do away with everything I know and start yeah. over. Or, yeah. or, you know, I'm going to I'm going to jump and I'm going to go. I'm going to take a single backpack with, you know, two shirts over to mm-hmm. Puerto Rico or whatever. Yeah. Like, those are the people I'm looking right. for because I'm like, I need more of that. Like, I need to take more of my life, you know, less seriously and and, uh, you know, really relax in this journey. And and like what, what we started this out, you know, it's this constant evolution and journey into the unknown. And that's that's where we we can continue to grow and evolve and yeah well I, I just want to really you know honor you too brother really quickly that I can man. tell that you practice what you preach and uh, try you know my 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 journey has has uh, led me to some really interesting places and a variety of life experiences and there's kind of a there's a you know I'll go ahead and say it there's a level of wisdom I think that comes with that mm-hmm. and so I'm able to to see you just this little glimpse that you're giving me into your life and into your uh, the lessons that you've you've endured and overcame and um, I see the authenticity in it brother yeah, so, thank you yeah man. keep up thank the great you. work man. yeah I want to talk about um, and you as well man I think that's that's why we're here mm-hmm. you know like we're both warriors on our path and and uh, you know this this journey of walking that 
that line, right? I usually define it as like true alignment is is walking on a razor's edge with bleeding feet. Like it's the most painful, um, you know, place to be with the most resistance, you know. But it also is the most beautiful place to be because like you really know that you're doing the work to remain there, mm -hmm. right? And you know, I think that's the that's the that's the grit that's the depth to people is how often they're willing to do that how mm -hmm. how deep are you willing to go yeah and it sounds like you know in this journey that you've had your ups and downs you've had your rock bottoms you've had your challenges and ego deaths as you said earlier and and um you know i think that's that's a, a big reason that we're able to sit here in this in this moment and talk about these things is because we've we've been there yeah. you know and we'll, we may be there again in a in a different way than ever before and i almost hope to continue to because by experiencing those ups and downs and and low points and highest of highs like then you're really getting a full experience you know here on this yeah. earth and I think the greatest gift is knowing yourself enough to where you're able to share that with others and not push people away because you're not willing to go certain places or, you know, you're so, um, you know, eager to just hang on to one aspect of yourself that may be true or maybe not, <laughs> you know, and I think that eventually that, that starts to steer people away because they're not, you're not willing to just let go of yeah. or be present, right, you know. Right. And also, you know, just to honor uh, a few, you know, varieties. Sorry, let me say that a little bit better. Yeah. To show respect towards a, a variety of people around the world, just the context that they, the environment that they are raised in and stuff. Like my girlfriend, for example, is Persian and her mm -hmm. family is from Iran and uh, escaped the war. I mean, they're, yeah. they're refugees. And so yeah. their just attitude towards life is very much about survival. And where they don't do fitness, they don't move their bodies because they just want to conserve their energy. Mm -hmm. And and so, um, you know, there's a variety of experiences like that of, of you know, we can talk about, you know, uh, the socioeconomic statuses and all of that. And, and um, so, yeah, everyone's kind of different at their own starting points. But I yeah. think overall, just the human journey is... Um, it seems to be one of the deals of like, man, pain is, is inevitable, but the suffering is optional here or like the amount of suffering. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, you know, us being in Southern California, uh, we have a, a certain level of privilege to our lives and our, our upbringings and where we come from in society, but we're able to experience things that take the edge off of life a bit more. We mm -hmm. have access to a lot more stuff, which then it's our responsibility to take that to, to the underprivileged communities, mm -hmm. uh, to, to all different racial backgrounds and, you know, around the world. And so that's kind of where I'm at is like wanting to, you know, you hear the tone in my voice starting to get a little fired up because I'm, I get, I'm getting, I'm losing patience with yeah some of the me 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 stuff that we have in this american culture yeah. and i'm wanting i'm wanting to tell stories of, of voices that aren't heard enough you yeah know? man well that's that's music to my ears because i have a lot of the same frustrations you know and and just the fact that we're able to pursue pursue this journey of personal growth or whatever mm -hmm. like that that's not the end all be all you know just to be comfortable for me you know like i do that so i can do other things so i can be a leader in certain ways or step up in certain ways and I think that's that's what we have to make of you know the 
the environments that we're brought up in here, you know, and, and continually asking ourselves how we can serve the entire world, yeah. you know, beyond your, you know, neighborhood, beyond mm-hmm. your, your community. And if th- there's, there's multiple forms of service, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I got it tatted on my chest and I was like 18, like, don't just live, but live for a purpose bigger than mm-hmm. yourself, be an asset mm-hmm. to your family, community and country. Mm-hmm. And that was kind of like a bird's eye view at 18 of like, okay, I want to, I want to do those three things. Like, I think I'd live a pretty full life if I pursued that. You know, and and I think that's continually evolved in my my life of what my priority is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's our our job is to continuously ask ourselves how we can serve others um, and to do that continuously. Yeah. You you have to put in the work, mm-hmm. you know, you have to keep doing the hard shit. Got to keep training your body. You got to keep training your mind um, and your soul and, and and checking yourself, too. Like, yeah, like I've. Yeah, I, I noticed you you had a, a check in yourself moment too and you oh, used yeah. the word gradual like I want to yeah. start approaching my goals and like this thing that I'm building a bit more gradually and yeah. you didn't really expand on that but I know what you mean by that yeah. that it's because you need to keep yourself in check I, yeah. like, we can't just keep growing as the money gets you know more and more and you know this whole scaling thing can be taken to a, a dark extreme that yeah. where we're not you know attached to that pur- or connected to the purpose anymore right or you're just like you're answering to so many people that your dream isn't yours anymore mm-hmm. you know and that's that's i think that's the toughest part to navigate in combining your own mission with brands or with investors or partners whatever it is it's like it starts to become less and less yours mm-hmm. and like really at the end of the day this is a human experience and so to ground ourselves in that and say okay what do i need immediately to survive Mm -hmm. and then if i have excess what am i doing to help others around me right and like you got to check yourself there first and say hey like do i need do i have what i need to be healthy and to um you know continually have the energy to step up and then be there Mm because If you like the the response you get from being front and center and helping others and you know putting yourself out there, but you can only sustain it for a few weeks, then those people are going to need you mm-hmm. at some point, right? Right. So I think that's where what you know we're talking about is ultimately the sense of responsibility that is our driving force. You mm-hmm. know, like I have to to check in with that all the time, and sometimes it gets the best of me. Sometimes I feel like I'm behind. Sometimes. Mm-hmm feel like I'm not doing enough um, but I think that's that's you know the conversation that we're having is that that awareness continually checking in mm-hmm. and being of service is is really important especially if we have the means yeah you know and it's the suffering these days is so many people find such cute ways to suffer right we all do it mm-hmm. right the things we get mad about <laughs> the things that really just no, rub us the wrong man. way but it, yeah. if you remove yourself from that you you take a look at your existence really i mean you know most of us are living incredibly beautiful lives especially if you're sitting in a lawn chair having this conversation or sitting in your car listening to this conversation Mm -hmm. we're pretty well off yeah and um i think it's our job and our role to continue to to challenge each other Mm -hmm. to inspire each other to educate each other Mm -hmm. on what we're doing personally to do that um because that's where I get a lot of my motivation is by seeing people just continuously mm-hmm. stepping up yeah. that, you know, I may or may not know that they 
you know, have everything that's being perceived or what, mm-hmm. but it's, uh, it's really, really beautiful wa- yeah. to watch what some people can create. Mm-hmm. Well said. So. What we're creating too, right? Totally, dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's constant, man. It's, uh, like constant evolution. And I think that's, you know, to think that like your greatest accomplishment is going to happen in your twenties or thirties, right? Like who are we to say that that's going to be it? Mm-hmm. You know, like if we get the, the chance to live a long life and, and, um, you know, I think there's a, a myriad of things that can be accomplished through just slowing it down, yeah. taking a step back, you know, focusing on the perspective and the wisdom that you can acquire through giving mm-hmm. people the space and time, you know, stop, talk to strangers, you yeah. know, acknowledge strangers. Right. Like those might become your best friends, mm-hmm. you know, even for a moment, you yes. know, I, I, I get good little chuckles or, or laughs from strangers all the time when I give them <laughs> the, the time and space. Right. And helps me. I'm a big know, fan relax. of compliments too, of just yeah. fun ones that make people laugh slash, you know, smile and yeah. Man, again, the whole energy thing. If yeah. you can just have a little bit of transference from your human experience into someone else's, no matter how small or big, uh, especially if they remember that, and then it turns into some branching out, kind of blossoming effect in your life where, hey, I want you to talk to this person. I want you to talk to that person. I know a guy that you need to talk. You know, that's the succession of my life. Mm-hmm. Like, it just feels like I've continuously leveled up in life. Um, in my internal world and the external world based on this blossoming effect that seems to happen when we play this energy game a little bit better. And so yeah. I know I kind of took it in a cosmic direction, but uh, it, that's exactly what you're talking about, yeah. you know? Yeah, and I think I, I have the same experience. You know, the more I'm willing to, to put myself out there and, and uh, you know, continue to, to explore vulnerably with an open heart, that's, that's where it's received you know, in a more genuine manner. Mm-hmm. And that's where those people come up. And uh, I'm like, wow, like, what a gift this person mm-hmm. is in my life. And, it's a gift. And, yes. uh, you know, what they're helping me see in myself and mm-hmm. what I see in others that, you know, inspires me, you know, or creates an ideal type mm-hmm. situation that I want to be more like, right? Yeah. It's this continuous evolution. And then, mm-hmm. and then the relationships that are introduced through that, you know, that mm-hmm. willingness to to show up and what we were talking about earlier, the humility in that, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost always this reset because, you know, it's like, okay, I I, I show up at a party or a networking event or whatever it is and somebody, you know, speaks the world of you and then introduces you to someone else. Well, you got to start at ground zero. Like you don't get to just start where they left off, (laughs) you know? So you got to shake their hand and build that relationship and put the time in. And I think that's, uh, that's where navigating business and with social media and people's identity is they start to get too wrapped up in what's being said about them or you know what's on their linkedin or you know it's like families have a lot going on let ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up like delicious lolly focus pops or lolly mellow pops for kids and for parents try three new brainy chews to help you focus chill out or get energized Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. My, my buddy Jonah always used to say, like, you're not what you do. Like, 
just do it you know it's yeah. just a job and honestly you know? i judge people by their presence with me yeah you know, what's their level of eye contact what's mm-hmm. their disposition like and and it doesn't mean if someone's disposition is a bit more kind of all over the place in mind then i judge them and i don't connect with them no yeah. it's just do i feel safe with this person mm-hmm. and do i feel met by them mm-hmm. and uh and i think that directly correlates to uh, a person's if you're struggling to lose weight you've probably heard about weight loss medications like wigovi or zepbound and you might be wondering if they're right for you meet plush care a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Relationship with their own open-heartedness and how safe they feel in themselves, you know, to give that kind of space to someone else. Well, I think that's the... That's the most important trait, you know, like true masculinity these days isn't like being a martyr, like being, you know, a role model or even a mentor. I think true masculinity is just being there, you know, and holding space and being a ground and anchor for others that makes people feel safe or whatever. But, you know, as you're explaining how you do that, you know, I'm sure you always you have those moments where people will kind of be all over the place or a little like um i don't know kind of antsy or they may not have a certain level of trust for you but by sticking to it you know and being consistent in that grounded presence then you'll start to see people kind of reset yeah or open up it's you like know? your presence teaches them yeah a little and bit it's in like kind of i think subconscious way totally and it, and it doesn't have to be spoken about it mm-hmm. doesn't you don't have to point your finger at it and sometimes yeah. like i like to think that that goes a long way sometimes you know Definitely. like i learned that um in japan when mm-hmm. i was in the military you know like we'd be out at the bars or you know in public and you know, I'm, I'm a pretty big guy in Japan, you know, mm-hmm. and so sometimes I'd walk up to groups or, or women or whatever, and I'd realize the level of my presence was in t- super intimidating, you know, and I was like, oh, shit, like this is a culture that's used to a totally different way of mm-hmm. approaching and, and uh, acknowledging and and that was super interesting to mm, see Come, some, even people like take a step back from just how I would normally greet somebody, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, that was really cool to, to watch that. And I'll see that in, in um, you know, interactions all the time, mm-hmm. you know, where you, you have to be careful about how you approach people or what you expect from them immediately. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. man, you, you just got to observe them and meet people where they're at. Yes. You know, I think that's. And that's not saying there's no hierarchy in that, you know, there's no saying like, oh, I'm farther along in this journey than you. Like, you need to listen to me. You know, it's Mm -hmm. like there's no hierarchy, Mm -hmm. especially in relationships. Mm -hmm. It's just both people being present and a willingness to to listen and and learn. And it's always there. Yeah, it's always in there somewhere. I was told at a young age that my my presence was naturally therapeutic for them mm. and then uh, i heard it more and more in a variety of ways throughout you know as i got older and um in 2012 when i got sober and went through a big spiritual awakening and i i started to get to know that side of myself mm. and starting to learn how to harness the power in it and 
And it was very overwhelming at first because in the situation that I was being of service to was through the Alcoholics Anonymous program, working with alcoholism. And um, so I just would, you know, help people left and right and just be all over the place with it and um, just feeling like this is my duty and and just on fire. And, you know, earlier in our conversation, before we started the podcast, you mentioned burnout. And and yeah, that's exactly what happened to me was I, I... burned out with this gift that I had Mm -hmm. and so but what a gift because the burnout taught me how to harness the gift a little bit differently to to benefit more people and to to not burn myself out you know and and so yeah that's um it's been fun playing with this lately of this whole um energetic thing with my clients and and the men that I work with the men that I hold space for and to see how powerful things like silence can be eye gazing with another man um just being seen by another man you know sometimes we'll do some intense uh embodiment practices and breathwork stuff and just them being witnessed by my presence you know and um and yeah i think even my presence is a bit softer than other men i would imagine and i you know was raised with uh, a household of women and um, I've had female therapists. I, I just, there's a tenderness I, I, I want to believe about my presence that um, serves men, especially hardened men, mm-hmm. you know, men that haven't had access to more of that feminine, feminine energy within themselves. And, and so, yeah, part of my work, my mission in life is to help break some of that hardness. Yeah, of, it's, of men. I mean, it's a super common subject these days right and like i think there's only a small percentage that's doing it in a manner where they're you know paying respects to the fullness of that right like what does it truly mean to be a masculine male you know Mm -hmm. and it's it's not masculinity in its essence right it's this willingness to be whole to be balanced right and there's just as much feminine energy as there is masculine energy and and, and a being that is whole, mm-hmm. right? And I think mm-hmm. what what's tough to navigate is how much change has evolved socially, you know, in the, the last few decades, you know, and it, it's headed the right direction. I think people are just trying to catch up, right? Like this was a, a you know, patriarchy, overly masculine focused world, um, you know, especially in a sense of creation um, and just roles, right? And it was like, now we're seeing this balancing of that happening, which is the way that things need to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that, you know, it doesn't need to be this conversation of one or the other. I see too much compensation on either, on both sides, you know, this, you know, masculine versus the feminine, right? It's not to say like we need less men to have more powerful women we don't need more powerful women and less men you know it's it's not this exchange it's we both need each other we both need to acknowledge you know how powerful um we all are when we're feel safe enough and are feel welcomed to be that to in our essence in all of the ways you know like um i did a a tarot pool with my friend heidi sheck and she set it up in a way that was it was two cards in the center that was significant symbolized your essence you know in your core and then on the right side and the left side was the masculine versus the feminine and the pool that day like it was the first 
uh, tarot pool I'd ever done. And that orientation meant so much to me once I saw those cards revealed. Mm. And we won't go into, you know, all of those. But just seeing that orientation and acknowledging it and realizing that there is this masculine side that I needed to acknowledge and this feminine side that I needed to acknowledge. And I knew where I felt comfortable and grounded. And it was this other side that needed some work, right? It was this softening. It was this um, caregiver side, this yeah. this side of being willing willing to let go and mm-hmm. just trust and all of those mm-hmm. things, you know. And and that is what can you know bring us home and center us and um, and you know by doing that and doing it successfully, then you you show others that they can do the same and they can start to open up a little bit and that's where the healing happens um so yeah i love that it's becoming more common but um you know just putting into practice and relentlessly and doing it over and over and again again like how uncomfortable that is 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 really really where the magic is yeah i'd say so and putting yourself in a role there where you're as a coach and a um you know a ground for for men that you know their number one goal might have been hey i want to i want to have a six-pack by summer but once you you know have them and you know they're present with you you realize that you can help them expand and assortment of other ways you know which is really cool it's a really cool place to be it's beautiful to watch some of those shifts that happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're immediate, sometimes they're a little bit more delayed, um, but they're super special. And yeah. uh, it's, it's, a, it's an inevitable part of a healing journey that you, you start to just get some relief. And yeah. once you get a little taste of that relief, it's, it's on after that. Yeah. There's well, no other way. Yeah, and you start to get better at it. You know, it's like, okay, well, we're trying to open up or, you know, be honest about this one thing and then you start to get the hang of that and then there's there's always something else right mm-hmm. you know it's it's the the journey that yeah, you gotta stay on your toes yeah be boring if not totally <laughs> totally well i think uh you touched on you know the um the you know essentialism of of play earlier you know trying to do more of that and you know slow things down and and we came out here today and swung around a little bit this jungle gym of a park and and uh california does you know sure does make it easy to play there's, <laughs> there's plenty of resources yeah. uh, out here 100 so. percent, man i've been loving it and and uh you know it's part of a bigger season in life that i've i'm in i've, I've been in it for a while now i guess you could say but it's I'll, I'll describe some of the specifics of this season um i don't track my workouts i I don't count calories. I, I just I don't really have a lot of aesthetic goals. Um, you know, I'm still eating healthy. I eat consciously. Um, I, I move my body almost seven days a week. I, I get a lot of sunshine and, and all of that. But um, as far as the the rigidity of it all, and um, and also even just yeah, just I feel a little rebellious towards any sort of box with movement right now mm-hmm. and. Uh, so yeah, the play is directly connected with all of that where how I approach my skating and my fixed gear bike riding is, man, I've been having some crazy experiences lately, like where, you know, the heart rate's just spiked. I'm, you know, half hour into a 15 mile blade up the boardwalk, up to Will Rogers beach. There's 20 mile per hour headwinds, the house music blasting and my energy system is just working on fire. And I just feel like 
like radiating like yeah. joy and just like I, I sometimes get tears coming down my eyes because I I feel so connected and alive and vibrant and yeah and then uh, I'll, I'll kind of come out of that experience and but they've been happening more and more and it's like I didn't get that I didn't reach that state from any sort of numbers or plan or I, I couldn't have constructed that you know they it's a gift when it happens and, and that's like my bigger work, I think, as a, as a coach and as a space holder of like, how can I get more people to experience those flow states like that? Yeah. Like that's, that's the, the real shit, you know? Yeah, I think that's like the, the money is where you can reach that flow. And I think there's like you're talking about with, you know, numbers or workouts or counting calories. It's like, these are good tools to have, but if you want to continue to grow, in a in a sense where you're you're a whole i think you have to put those aside and start to trust yourself like mm. i i probably know people that have you know counted you know macros or you know been following programs for you know you know two decades you know and it's cool like they're they're in good shape but like don't you think that you've trained yourself enough to to do that intuitively now you know you you've developed those habits but yeah. it's it is a sense of comfort mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. and like that willingness to scrap it you know you'll realize that you have potential to evolve in other ways yeah like that i mean my you know when i was training and training clients and training myself you know i was, I was at the gym six to seven days a week and i realized that like i was only comfortable with responding in my life in a physical manner that's how I coped or de dealt with everything. If mm -hmm. I was bored, I went to the gym. If I was anxious, I went for a run. If I was sad, you know, I'd go paddleboard. Like mm -hmm. it was just always physical. And then, mm -hmm. you know, that's why I pulled the plug so fast. And it was so uncomfortable because outside looking in, I had everything I wanted. Like I had all those goals that I had written out for myself at what on what would be ideal achieved, right? And like, the, the year prior, if I would have achieved those things, I would have considered myself happy. And I realized that it just wasn't matching up. And so I had to bounce out, you mm -hmm. know? And I think life is constantly an evolution of that. You know, it's like, if, you, if you've had goals for yourself for the last 10 years, and I'm not one to tell anybody to stop going for, for what they want, mm -hmm. but if they're, not, if they're still not happening or it's still not clicking, like, you can still probably pursue those same things while opening your mind and heart to other mm -hmm. possibilities and avenues. And I realized that like, and I've relearned this lesson over and over for the last, you know, eight, nine years now is that when I get too focused on the task at hand, the blinders come on. And that's, an, that's one existence. Or I can probably keep doing the same thing with just as much productivity while actively removing those blinders and then I realized that there's a whole world right. happening around me and then you open the doors up for yeah. so much inspiration yeah inspiration you know? and and lessons and yeah. wisdom and people man like the amount of people that you know like we could just walk by per day you know I mean happens a lot or the art the art that's around us you know it's like I was talking about that with Keaton the other day was you know once you dwell into street art and music and all these things it's like dude you can't unsee that and then you just realize that it's everywhere yeah. i mean like when i come to places like la or new york or austin or whatever just or, or even mexico in a sense like 
seeing the amount of street art and paint that's up on walls is sick to me. You know, I'm just like, who's out here at 1 a.m. painting, <laughs> yeah. you know? Uh-huh. Like, it could be anybody. It yeah. could be your, you know, middle school English teacher. Right. Like, no, right. you know, there's so many people putting themselves out there to express themselves. And, and I think it's rad. And, you know, like, when I'm out here on the boardwalk or driving around, I'm constantly just observing people's energies and, you know, I guess just living life with a sense of curiosity, yeah. you know, like sometimes I, you know, go off on stories in my head of someone, mm-hmm. how someone got there or whatever. Yeah. And it's playful in a sense. But, you know, if I saw you rollerblading by me and I'm on a run or something, which, you know, the amount of people that you pass on a day here in Venice, man, like their experience is rich and you can feel it you can see it you can acknowledge it i mean people are out here grooving on roller skates and and putting in work running and biking and you know it doesn't matter if it's tuesday at 10 a.m there's you know thousands of people out here just enjoying their day whether they're on vacation or or uh yelling obscenities in the sky (laughs) everybody's on in their own experience so yeah man it's cool so but um, cool, man. Well, uh, what would what would you say is up on the horizon? Like, what's next? You got any mm. anything? You know, it, it doesn't have to be a, a thing. It could be a feeling. It yeah. could be anything. Well, do I have permission to share a few things? Absolutely, All always. Right. I'd say, in the short term, right now, I'm I feel just very focused on building my personal training business and. And I took a, I've taken a pay cut doing this, you know, because yeah. I, I, I was very much on a fast track to becoming a pretty successful, like online coach. And with, I, I hired a lot of different coaches. I spent a lot of money and I just kind of burned it all down, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I just, you know, with, with this past year and just kind of bored with it, like just wanting yeah. to try something different. And, and I think a big part of it is I, I just, in my DNA, I need to be connecting with people in the real world. I, I'm just yeah. not a guy that can can hang out too much on a computer, and so that's a big part of it. But anyways, um, been having a lot of fun just helping people with their fitness, yeah. and, and and also with some of the work I was doing over the last few years, which I still do. Um, the just the emotional conversation with clients can just get intense, and mm-hmm. it can um, uh, just take a variety of different forms and. Um, just it brings up a lot you know whereas with fitness and just in personal training right now it feels really healthy for me to just have it kind of down-to-earth conversations about fitness and and uh i love it man so i've been having fun about like not as much depth in this in a professional capacity yeah um and so and then after that um the next focus is making it alive too and returning from burning man yeah uh, <laughs> where me and a group of about five people are going we we got the rv rented Sick. and um it's it's happening so yeah um so that's up next i'm thinking of deleting my instagram uh before that and then once i'm done with burning man just starting a new chapter and um i would say the biggest chat or the biggest focus of mine right now is love it's my relationship with my partner and i'm i'm just really right at that kind of edge as a man of like about to propose but i have a ton of fear what does that mean Mm -hmm. starting to really entertain the the kids conversation it's like whoa this is the big leagues you know and and so man um you know without getting too long-winded with uh 
this past year, but like the, the, the pain that I experienced and the, the, the loss of hope, uh, even some weird kind of suicidal thoughts of just like wanting to fucking give up. And, and again, it was all connected to that ego death. Like, who am I when I'm not this guy that I was in Austin? Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, there's been a lot of unlearning right now and, uh, and kind of reassessing everything and and I love that you use that word gradual earlier approaching my growth and my my hustle mm -hmm. with a bit more ease a little bit more flow a bit more of a gradual pace and I I just feel really confident in first my decision to slow down my life in this way mm -hmm. I think that that is pretty awesome yeah. you know we don't it's rare yeah. it's so contradictory to what we're taught and then also I just feel like I'm being taken care of, man. Like I'm yeah. being guided. Like I, I, it feels right. It feels deeply aligned. And so I'm not really sure what's, what's up after that, but I, I do know it has something to do with creativity and telling stories of people who need their voice heard more. I, I would say one uh, aspect of uh, community or excuse me, society that I want to really give service to and touch on is the addiction epidemic. Yeah. I, I lost my sister to overdose three years ago. Uh, I had my own struggles with addiction, still do in some ways um, with you know marijuana and <laughs> all those things. And um, and I want to I want to help. I yeah, want to help. Man. Yeah, I want to be a fighter of the good fight, and and I very much am still. But uh, I want to find more skillful and powerful ways. Yeah, man. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm super you know humbled and grateful to be sitting here with you, and mm. and uh, I'm proud of you as well. You know, for coming out on the other side of you know, I have no doubt that it was a tough year, but I see you, and mm. and um, you know I see a, a brightness in your eyes that you know I think nearing the other side and mm -hmm. and coming back in tune with yourself and I think that is through grace yeah. you know not being so hard and and that's I've got a you know a few friends that you know I've really had a deep conversations with and um, you know some on the podcast some off just through personal you know um, relationship but you know addiction is is something that everybody deals with in one form or another and and uh, but it can be so hard because you have to have such hard lines for yourself, and that can very easily turn into judgment, you know, judgment of yourself, judgment of others, because you're surviving in that, yeah. you know. And I, I see you also, you know, reacquainting yourself with this evolution of what that is, what that looks like, what healthy is, what you're struggling with, what you're mm -hmm. not, you know, and and. Um, I think that's what's going to help others mm. is the non-attachment again. Thank you. Man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I so. really appreciate that reflection. I wholeheartedly receive it. We're here for it. That's what we're <laughs> here for. Thank you, brother. Awesome, man. We'll, uh, we'll wrap it up today, but all the love to you and yours and mm -hmm. uh, bright skies in the future for you. Yeah, man. thank you, brother. Awesome. This is awesome, and keep shining bright. Thanks, man. We did Sweet, it. Dude. Mm -hmm.
Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Welcome to Transforming 45, the podcast that celebrates the incredible power of passionate voices. I'm your host, Lisa Boat. Join me in conversation with heart-led humans who share their deeply personal stories of transformation. Transforming 45 is here to uplift, connect, and remind you that it's never too late to write your next chapter. So get ready to be inspired, empowered, and transformed. Join me in this community where through powerful storytelling, we heal and reclaim our inherent magic. Electric acid.